Well, good morning and welcome to Noah's Window. For the next few days, Mary Alice and I are looking at some scriptures that you as Noah's Windows viewers suggested to us that you'd like for us to talk about. We had intended to talk about these on our vacation, but of course our plans changed. But that's the great thing about the Word of God. Our, our plans down here may change, but none of those scriptures changed in the meantime. Uh, they're exactly as you recommended us to look at them. Well, this one comes from the Gospel of Matthew chapter 5 and the ninth verse. Uh, if you have an old translation, it'll say, Blessed are the peacemakers. You may have a translation that says, Happy are the peacemakers. I'm reading out of the NLT today, and it says, God blesses those who work for peace, for they will be called the children of God. Well, I'm going to get to this verse in just a moment, but let me take a few moments just to talk about the context. You know, Mary Alice is a great teacher on uh, knowing how to how to study your Bible. And I know she's got some great things coming up uh, at New Spring that you can take advantage of. I just love to hear her talk about this. But one of the things that I love listening to Morales talk about is the important, importance of context. You know, if a verse of scripture is taken out of its context, it can be used to teach false doctrine. In fact, almost every false religion in Christianity, so-called, is built on someone taking a Bible verse or a section of Bible verses out of context and reading something into them that the Bible doesn't say. So um, I don't think we're at great harm of that with this particular verse, but the context is so important that I'd like to just take a few moments and share with you what's going on. Jesus is beginning what a lot of Bible scholars call the greatest sermon ever preached. Uh, it's called the Sermon on the Mount, and some have called it the Kingdom Manifesto. You'll find it in Matthew chapters 5, 6, and 7. Now, we're, of course, at the beginning of Matthew chapter 5. This particular section of the beginning of the sermon is what we call the Beatitudes, and we call them that because Jesus uses the word blessed, or some will say that that word means happy. I would, I would say it means the same thing. Uh, being blessed and being truly happy are the same thing. But uh, let's talk about this sermon for just a few moments. You know, I think every, every person who preaches the Word of God uh, needs to come back to this sermon over and over because Jesus covers all kinds of topics. He talks about anger in this. He talks about sexual purity and, and divorce and marriage and keeping your vows. And he talks about uh, revenge and loving your enemies. And then in chapter 6, he goes into, be sure what you do, you don't do to be seen of people. And then we get the Lord's Prayer in chapter 6, right in the middle of the Sermon on the Mount. Jesus talks about money and possessions and, and anxiety and not worrying about the things of this world. Then he goes into chapter 7, and we're told not to judge others, and we're told about how, uh, how effective uh, continual prayer is and seeking God. Then you have the golden rule, and then Jesus goes into talking about heaven and hell and making sure you don't miss heaven. And finally, he closes out with building on the firm foundation, and that's where building on the sand and building on the rock come from. So it's just this wonderful, great sermon. But I find it significant that Jesus begins his sermon with these Beatitudes. In Jesus' time, uh, people looked at success in life, I guess a great deal like they look at success today. They look at success and being powerful and rich and getting other people to do uh, what a person wants them to do. And even some of the religious elite of Jesus' day, they looked at life that way. They looked at life as God blessing a person if they were wealthy and they could, you know, 
throw their weight around. And of course, we understand what's going to happen eventually. These religious elite are the ones who are going to champion Jesus' crucifixion. But Jesus comes along in this Sermon on the Mount or the Kingdom Manifesto, whatever, whatever you will, and he begins the message by talking about the people who are truly blessed, the people who are truly happy, are not necessarily the rich people or those who throw their weight around. He, he says, blessed are those who are, are poor. That means those who recognize their need for God. Uh, Jesus said, blessed are they that mourn. I think he means that in a general sense. Specifically, he means happy are those who mourn over their sin and are, are ready to take it to God and deal with it. He said, blessed are those who are, are meek or humble. They will inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. Not only righteousness around them, but personal righteousness within. God blesses those whose hearts are pure. And then we get down to the verse that we've been asked to look at today. Blessed are the peacemakers, or, or in the NLT, God blesses those who work for peace because they will be called the children of God. I don't think we've ever needed this verse as much as we need it today because you and I know the world that we live in, uh, I, I mean, if you look at the whole world, that's definitely true. But I'm talking about just even if you look at the near context that we're all involved in, I don't think things have ever been as turbulent, as choppy, as volatile as they are today. You know, a few years ago, I preached a kind of weird series called Volatile. Several times I thought, Mark, you should have saved that sermon for 2020 or 2021 because things get more volatile all the time. Part of that's been what's what we call the democratization of information. And by that, I mean, obviously, with the Internet and with smartphones and with electronic devices, just about everybody can comment on every subject. And if you follow the comment threads, many times they get into these raging debates and name calling and and just if there is such a thing as hate speech, and I guess there is, then it would definitely be hate speech that people are throwing at each other. So I think it's important for us who are, I mean, I know it's important because Jesus says it's important here. It's very important for us who are God followers to remember the importance of making peace. You know, I, I've thought about many times in a, in a conflict, in a heated moment, I can either continue to escalate the moment or I can try to calm the moment down. And I really believe Jesus is talking about people here who look for every opportunity to calm things down. You know, we don't always have to escalate a conflict because someone that we're talking to is escalating it. You know, it, we can choose at that moment to to let it go. I don't mean by that that we shouldn't speak truth. We should always speak truth. I'm not, but I mean, the Bible tells us we speak truth in love. So if someone gets angry at that, then that's that's their problem. But you and I both know what it's like when there's a conflict going on and then, you know, one side sort of ups it and the other side has to up it to, you know, to get the advantage. And then it, it just gets more and more heated. And I think that's definitely true in families of all places is true in families. So Jesus is telling us happy are the people who are peacemakers, happy are the people who will calm things down. You know, I'm setting just a few uh, feet away from one of the thermostats in my house and you know a thermostat is for setting the temperature and I really believe that God has given us all a spiritual thermostat to be able to lower the temperature when there's heated conflict now I know that the verse that's been recommended to us is from the Sermon on the Mount in Matthew chapter 5 but every time I think about Matthew chapter 5 I immediately want to go to the end of James uh, chapter 3 because in James chapter 3 James is bringing up a really interesting point. He said, you know, conflict and 
conflict comes from selfish desires. And he, he says something that I always find interesting, and I want to learn more about this all the time. He said, jealousy and selfishness are not God's kind of wisdom. And he says that kind of wisdom is earthly, unspiritual, and demonic. And he said, wherever there is jealousy and selfish ambition, there you'll find disorder and evil of every kind. But listen to this beautiful language of James 3, 17 and 18. If you're a new springer, you've heard me preach on this before. The Bible says the wisdom that is from above is first of all pure. It's also peace loving, gentle at all times and willing to yield to others. It's full of mercy and good deeds. It shows no favoritism and is always sincere. Now here's this great verse. And those who are peacemakers will plant seeds of peace and reap a harvest of righteousness. Now righteousness there, I want to make sure that we understand what James is saying. Because oftentimes when we think about righteousness, we tend to think about it in terms of, of the righteousness of God or the righteousness that is transferred to our account when Jesus died for our sins as well we should. But the word righteousness really just means rightness. It means things being right, things being as they should be. You know, oftentimes conflict get, conflicts get escalated because somebody wants things to be right. Well, it's interesting to me that the Bible says here, those who are peacemakers plant seeds of peace. And as a result, they get a harvest of things being right. As I look back on my life, there have been times in my life where I argued and I just upped the temperature because I wanted things to be right. You know what's ironic about that? A lot of those times things didn't, the things that I did and said didn't result in rightness. And yet on the other hand, so many times I have been blessed by the wisdom of God to back away for a moment, to lower the temperature, to, to, to be conciliatory if I could, to plead with the other person for understanding. And I've watched time after time as those seeds of peace resulted in a harvest of things being right. So thank you for, for suggesting uh, that great beatitude from the book of Matthew. Hey, if you don't have a particular place to study in the Bible or read in the Bible today, why not read the Sermon on the Mount? It only takes a few minutes and there's so many great things in it. One more time, that's Matthew chapters 5, 6, and 7. Remember, the chapter numbers weren't put there by, by divine inspiration. They were added about a thousand years later just to help us kind of navigate the Bible. So when Jesus preached that sermon, it was just one long sermon. So check it out, read it today, and God help us in this day of volatility uh, to be peacemakers because the Bible says, blessed are the peacemakers, they will be called the children of God. Let's pray. Father, help us today in every opportunity to sow seeds of peace in our homes, in our marriages, in our relationships with our children, with our friends, and especially those who don't know you. Help us, O oh Lord. We're frail, and um, our, our emotions can get the best of us sometimes, and we can find ourselves saying things and, and doing things that are out of character and not consistent with our own personal character. Help us, O oh Holy Spirit, and we'll thank you for it. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Well, thanks for joining us today on Noah's Window, Mary Allison. I'll be back to share some more scriptures that you shared with us. We'll see you soon.